Hello, and you are back in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. This is our 29th episode, and today we'll be discussing AAA gaming digs its grave a little deeper, and American consumerism is unsustainable, but Bidenomics will save it for sure. So we're going to get right into it with the AAA gaming industry, big gaming, whatever you want to call it, um, is definitely in a bit of shambles right now. I would say... I'd say they simultaneously are and aren't because gaming is this massive, huge market. It makes a lot of money, but a lot of that is in the, the mobile gaming market, the candy crushes of the world, the Call of Duty mobiles of the world rather than the Call of Duty, um, you know, the, the console version. The the one that came out, uh, Modern Warfare 3, the most recent one that that's out, is actually getting out sold on Steam by an indie game, and that's one of the many issues that AAA gaming is facing is that a lot of people are checking out from it and I do think um, the big companies are aware of that that's why they're pulling all these shenanigans like I saw recently Ubisoft is putting ads in their single player games <laughs> now then that that's one of, that's indicative of this meteoric decline of AAA gaming in terms of it just being all about monetization how much can we get you to buy more once you buy the product so you buy 60 bucks and you got the dlc and now you've got the microtransaction so it's just really turning you into a customer of a subscription service rather than embellishing you with a meaningful good experience that that's high quality that's not what it is anymore it's just about getting you to subscribe to the service of the game and obviously to subscribe you have to pay money on a, on a monthly yearly however you know consistent the basis is so that way they can say oh we've got this many people paying us a month we've got this many people paying us a year and this is the, the revenue and they want to increase those numbers year over year and that's what is prior that's what's the priority is and that's why ubisoft is putting ads in their single player games that's why sony is uh remastering quote unquote the last of us uh, part two. I think that's something that's actually going to happen. So it's stuff like this that is very indicative that the AAA gaming market is on the decline because it got at probably about as big as it possibly could be. And instead of using all that profit, that money that was made to make better, more engaging experiences, they're using it to try and milk uh, gamers for all their work, viewing them as cash cows, trying to maximize how many whales there are, trying to get them to um, engage with microtransaction systems and make them just frustrating enough to get you to do that, but not frustrating enough to make you quit the game altogether. And that's where the time, the money, the, the focus group, the research is being done um, in these gaming uh, studios rather than making good quality products. And of course, everything in the AAA Gaming market releases broken day one. They just fix it later. You know, Cyberpunk uh, 2077 is very famous for that. It was a broken mess when they launched it. It took them basically years to get that game to the point where it's playable. And, of course, you got that expansion, which I need to check out one day. Um, that basically, I would say, saves the game, makes it even more playable. But, again, that's DLC. That's all these things where it's like you release it broken and then you just fix it later. And that that's the mindset that the AAA gaming market is in. And that is why it's uh, that's why it's digging its grave and it's going uh, deeper because this has been a problem and it's just becoming more of a problem as uh, it gets harder and harder to get people to spend their money and money becomes increasingly more worthless. And I think that's a great segue into our next topic being American consumerism is 
dying. <laughs> so there's this article I got from Yahoo Finance. Uh, it will be linked in the subscribe sub stack if you want to um, read. I think it is from CNN. But the basic thing is, uh, I'll read a little bit of the. I'll read the headline: American spending has kept the economy going since the pandemic and may finally be stopping in charts. That's that's the headline. And then it basically goes into three um, three reasons, right? Housing costs are the highest in four years. Americans are carrying more debt than ever, and the COVID era windfalls have dwindled. So this is basically getting into the point where you've got the inflation, and the cost of living, um, are ridiculously high. So people are um, overextended on their credit cards, on their student loans, on their car payments. And also the fact that COVID, you know, brought with it, you know, the stuff like the student loan um, pause, the pauses, pauses on mortgage and rents, the um, stimulus checks, basically all of that's gone. The the increase, you know, unemployment, that six hundred and three hundred dollar, however much, that's basically all gone as well. So all that um, money that was being pumped into the American consumer's pocket because of the COVID stimulus money. That's gone, and all you've got are these extremely high cost of living that has caused Americans to overextend themselves, uh, and also the fact that the housing prices are the highest in 40 years, so people can't buy homes, people can barely pay their rent, and this is going to cause a decline in the uh, American spending, as could be seen uh, in this holiday season, where people uh, might not be making Christmas happen um, to the degree they would want it to, or at all all because they can't afford gas and rent in the same month so are you going to be able to put gifts in the budget probably not but of course the economy is collapsing in a lot of ways we're in this stagflationary period we're in this uh, recession even though they basically won't call it a recession this is basically the point once they say hey we're in a recession that's we're basically going to be at the tail end of that and then we'll start the recovery process i believe that's how it works but anyway even though things aren't too good right now, they are going to get better, and it's all because of Bidenomics, right? The history books are going to remember Bidenomics purely as a pejorative, negative term with how bad the economy has been since 2021 because of these, uh, because the state has been operating the way that it has been. I don't think it would have been much better under Trump, a little bit better, but not much, right? But Anyway, we we are aware of the economy being in the state that it is. The Biden administration is also aware of that, so they're meeting together and trying to save it. I think they're talking about floating the Defense Production Act again to get um, the force producers to produce more, increase supply, and therefore decreasing prices. That's the intention. Now, this is the state meddling in the, uh, the market, and that usually never ends well. I don't see it. Ending well here, but um, of course, this isn't the first time the Defense Production Act has been used post-COVID. Trump did it, I think it was uh, sometime in 21, um, to get a lot of these like ventilators, PPE manufactured when there were shortages of that. And people said he had to do it, he had to do it, and then he does it. Uh, and people were going at him for I think he also did the same thing for meat packing as well, and people were coming at him for that as well. But now, of course, um, you know, having a production board, engaging with the Defense Production Act, um, all these things. Now that the guy is doing it, it's got a D next to his name. It's all well and good. It's going to save the economy. It's going to make Bidenomics be something that people say and not laugh and uh, <laughs> laugh uh, and hang their heads 
in absolute shame at the state of the economy when they hear that word. So that is really what the other uh, plan is um, for them is to use the state to try and increase supply and then hopefully decrease prices. Is that actually going to work? I freaking doubt it. We are in a stagflationary period and if the state um, got out of, of the way of the market, uh, you would see this correction and things would get better um, organically over time as long as we committed ourselves to saying, hey, you know, let's try and rein in our expenses. Let's try and be a little more reasonable on things. But, you know, people just want to buy, 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 you know, buy now, pay later. That's the mindset of um, the American consumer. And that's why they're in complete uh, and utter shambles financially. And that's why uh, this is all going to crash and burn because it's all driven by debt um, uh, from people who are living paycheck to paycheck and it's completely unsustainable. And now the squeeze is getting even um, harder on them and they're just going to um, tumble over going into uh, sometime in 24. That's what this article is basically uh, going into is that people are going to pull back in a, uh, on spending for a quarter or two after this and is that going to recover? Is it going to be um, going to be in the state where it needs to be for the next holiday season? Because a lot of people um, they go into debt to make Christmas happen, and by the time the next Christmas comes around, they're still paying off though that uh, previous Christmas, so they just run it up again. And if the cycle gets a bit too hard for people, you're going to have more bankruptcies, and you're going to have um, you know credit score credit scores of people getting worse and worse as people start defaulting on their student loans which is going to happen um, sometime within the next year with the way the uh, save program um, was working and that on-ramp in terms of making payments so you got a lot of um, economic factors for the average American that are very negative and they aren't going to get better just because the state just because a bunch of um, dunderheads working for the Biden administration get together and say, producers produce more. Uh, it's just not going to happen, but that's what they seem to be trying to make happen. Who knows? Maybe it'll actually work, but I don't think it will. We're definitely going to see um, a four, more quarters of uh, this recessionary period that we're in, this stagflationary period that we're in. That's going to be the trend for a little while longer, and then hopefully it'll get better. Hopefully people will be able to get their heads above water, um, especially if um, a new president gets in and he has more um, economically friendly policies that would help out a lot. But who knows what's going to happen in the future. But I think I will leave it there. I hope you enjoyed this one. And we are going into the outro now. Thank you for being in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. Be sure to follow my Substack, velvetroompublishing.substack.com, to read Machine to Man and all my other projects.